In one of our favorite holiday songs, Andy Williams sings about wintertime. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With all the holiday celebrations, parties, sweets, decorations, spending time with family and friends, it truly is a magical time. Agreed. I love wintertime. There's always so much going on during the last few weeks of the year. Right. But with that being said, sometimes with everything going on throughout the season, our stress levels increase and it can affect our overall wellness. So let's take some time to talk about wellness. Yes. Winter wellness could be the best gift you give yourself this year and really for the rest of your life. Welcome to All Things Education with me, Mr. Z. And me, Miss V. We are teachers, and we are going to help you explore the world of education. The sweet, the tough, and the outrageous. And let me tell you, we've seen it all. Using our experience, research, and an occasional guest expert, we'll present fresh perspectives on all things education. Wink. (laughs) I see what you did there. Each episode will be informative and entertaining, and no topic is off limits. All right, before we take a deep dive into wellness and how that differs from self-care, I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Ooh, love it. Yeah, so first, I was recently on a holiday party where a podcast listener expressed how much she enjoyed listening to our season two episode on gratitude. I think I know who you're talking about, and I think I know what party you're talking about. Yeah, and at the (laughs) same party, I had a full-on conversation with someone who started out by saying, I feel like I already know you from listening to your podcast. Mm. So I want to give a big shout-out to Mimo and Andy. It's always great hearing and getting feedback from listeners. And although Katie and I have mentioned this podcast as a passion project for us, we also want it to be helpful to those listening. So we're always open to topic suggestions and hearing what our listeners have to say. Yes, I could not agree more with you, Scott. And it just really means a lot. I was just on the phone with a dear friend and I told her that you were coming over to um, do the podcast and she was like, oh my God, I love listening to it. So we really appreciate it, everyone. And for sure, like Scott said, we, we want to make it meaningful and not a waste of your 20 minutes. So if there's anything that you do want us to talk about or you have questions about, mm-hmm. um, please do keep us posted. Cool. Okay, now let's get down to business. Let's do it. When we were brainstorming about this episode, we knew we wanted to discuss the importance of and how to take care of ourselves during this time of year, and frankly, in general. Mm -hmm. However, we both, almost at the same time, Mm because I remember when we had this conversation, said we didn't want to call the podcast an episode about self-care. Do you remember why? Oh, I do. Yes. Um, For starters, I think you and I have both had some beef with the term self-care. It's kind of such a buzzword that employers especially have been using to make employees feel appreciated. Um, And I think, you know, not mentioning any specific jobs, but specific jobs that you and I have both been in have been um, really kind of frustrating around this aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I think self-care, not everyone can afford the classic, what you think of when you think of self-care, right? It's like, oh, taking time off, going on a vacation, getting a massage, all of those things cost money. And that's not, that's not feasible and that's not accessible for everybody. So just a little issue with the idea of self-care in general. Yeah, I feel like it can be seen as such a privilege, you know, privilege. So almost, uh, you know, also most people refer to self-care in relation to someone's physical and mental health. Um, But wellness is actually so much more encompassing. So let's Mm -hmm. take a closer look at what is wellness.
So wellness and health are not exactly the same thing. Wellness goes beyond a person's physical and or mental health. Um, It's more of a holistic concept that includes being cognizant of a person's potential and also taking responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. According to the World Health Organization, wellness is the state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being and not just the absence of disease or infirmity. The World Health Organization further breaks it down into two major aspects. One, a person achieving their full potential physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, and financially. Mm. And two, a person carrying out personal, family, and professional expectations without experiencing burnout. Mm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I have to say, with all the family and work time during the hot winter season, I know I always feel financially stressed and overwhelmed with the end of year expectations and deadlines at work. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming to think about how everything we do affects our well-being and then our well-being affects what we do. So it really is cyclical. It goes around and around yeah. and around. Yeah. And it sometimes it can feel like a vicious cycle if you don't uh, kind of get all of it in balance. Um, but similarly, the National Wellness Institute defines wellness as an active process through which people become aware of and make choices towards a more successful existence. Therefore, wellness really does go beyond just that self-care kind of concept. It includes making decisions, taking control, accountability. Um, It takes more of that holistic approach looking at almost all aspects of a person's life. More simply put, wellness is an active, ever-changing process, a choice, and a lifestyle, not just a state of being with the absence of illness. And I think that's the really important part. Yeah. Like, you can think, oh, well, I don't have a cold or a sore throat, and, you know, generally I'm, like, pretty physically healthy, but that doesn't quite equate to being well, right? Like, you, again, could feel physically well, but if financially you're struggling or feeling really stressed, then that's going to prohibit you from living your life to the fullest. And the bills keep coming in. Oh, oh, I hear that. Especially this time of year. I mean, I have three jobs and sometimes I feel like I can barely afford life. Yeah. Um, You know, I love the idea of thinking of wellness as more of a lifestyle than a state of being. So in doing some research for this episode, many different organizations categorize wellness into nine different dimensions. Um, However, many times these dimensions actually can overlap and blend together. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a quick look at these. We'll run them down uh, just so that gives our listeners a better understanding of wellness as a holistic approach. So the first one um, dimension is usually physical wellness. But it's more than just being healthy and fit and working out. But think about proper nutrition, having a healthy diet, getting enough sleep, um, you know, flexibility and and working on your cardio. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The second kind of dimension is mental wellness. So a positive state of mind functioning at your best. And the third, again, as Scott mentioned, a lot of these do overlap, but the third one is that emotional wellness. So this aspect kind of covers how or what you think about yourself and about your life. It deals with resiliency and having the mental capacity, um, different coping strategies, all of that that help manage your emotions. Oh my gosh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth that people talk about are, is occupational wellness, which I think, I think is a major one at least I know for me, um, 
And I think for most people, it's occupational wellness, which includes a work-life balance. So how to personally be satisfied and fulfilled at work. And this dimension of wellness can also help reduce the potential for burnout, Mm -hmm. um, which I think a lot of people suffer from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then the fifth one is spiritual wellness, a person's sense of purpose, thinking about your morals and your ethics, not just if you go to church or not, but you know, your, your set of values and beliefs. Yep. Doesn't really even need to have anything to do with religion. Um, Financial wellness is another. So being aware of your personal finances, creating a budget, managing your bills, um, figuring out what your means are and how to live within them. There's also intellectual wellness. So being a lifelong student or learner, um, learning for the sake of learning, becoming more well-rounded, more aware of the world around us. Right. And then it moves into talk about environmental wellness. So feeling safe, comfortable, and being respectful of the space around you. I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. I don't think people really think about creating that safe space um, that you can just really relax and be yourself in. Mm -hmm. And then also, finally, they round it out with social wellness, which really focuses on your relationships and how you interact with those around you. Mm. So now that we have a little bit of a better understanding of wellness. It'll be easier for us all to take a look at our own lives and think about how we can improve our wellness this winter and hopefully beyond. True, true, true. Because there are so many benefits of having um, wellness in your life. For example, it can increase creativity, spontaneity. Um, it can also help your problem solving, problem solving and lack of prejudice because you have a better understanding and view of the world. Um, yeah, you could put yourself in other right. people's shoes. And I think it also makes you less quick to, to judge or to get angry, those types right. of things. It kind of, again, brings you a more well-rounded aspect and kind of like we talked about in the beginning respect for others right yeah and that vicious cycle right like okay well if i'm not sleeping well then i'm probably not eating well if i'm not eating well i'm gonna feel lack of focus if i'm feeling a lack of focus i'm not gonna be performing my best at work so you know kind of all of those things one Mm -hmm. thing throws the rest out of whack so really right the benefits of being well and practicing wellness are hugely, yeah. hugely beneficial. For- like that increase of self-esteem and confidence and achievement. It really just leads to that, like what you were just sort of referring to, uh, living a higher quality of life. Yep. Absolutely. So to make it even easier, um, Katie and I will actually share a few ideas that could help us all out. Let's do it. All right, so let's talk about what we can do right now to improve our overall wellness, especially wintertime. And for many, this season is about gift giving, right? But let's not break the bank. So think about experiences that maybe don't cost a cent. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now at work, there's like a secret Santa and then there's a team secret Santa. And then you're buying friends gifts and family members gifts. I just, it, it's too much it's for me too right much, now. Too much. Um, not that I don't have all the money for it, but it just it is overwhelming me mentally as well. So I'm trying to think more you know, about intellectual wellness and getting creative, maybe make gifts for friends or families. Oftentimes to me, a handmade gift or card uh, made with love is worth more 
to me and to someone else than you realize. Yeah. Like when you're, you knitted us all scarves for our holiday. Yes. And I wear that scarf all the time. And everyone tells me mustard is my color. (laughs) I've heard you've told me, (laughs) (laughs) but I love that gift. Um, you know, think about your work and your occupational goals. Um, it, sometimes having a goal and working towards that is mm-hmm. makes you feel more motivated. It makes you feel better about being at work. Right. We talked about in an earlier episode, you know, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're stuck in that rut. So one thing that can really increase your wellness at work is having that goal, working towards it. And it doesn't even have to be anything major. Like, and it doesn't have to be something that you right. share with your supervisor or it can just be like a personal goal of like, you know, every day at 1030, I'm going to take a 10 minute walk break. That is a great goal to have Mm -hmm. at work to clear your mind and then get you set for the rest of the day or whatever the case might be. Yeah. Speaking of work too, I think as I referenced before, setting boundaries for a good work-life balance. So avoid overworking yourself. This whole weekend, I literally worked from when I woke up until I went to bed, um, getting stuff ready for my students and my kiddos. So, you know, I think it's important for me to remember and tell myself and to our listeners that work will always be there tomorrow. Yes, it will. 100%. And it's not going to help you if you're nonstop working when you're at work, when you're at home and all of that, your balance, your, your wellness balance is out of whack, honey. Yeah. (laughs) Mine really (laughs) is right now. And anyone who knows me knows that's a fact. And I also think feeding off of that is creating connections with your colleagues, right? Mm -hmm. They can make your time at life better. They can also help you set that boundary in place. And your colleagues are there to help and support you as well. You know, think of it as a team effort and team approach. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, avoid settling for doing the bare minimum. That's also, it's kind of both, both ends of the spectrum. Right. Right. You don't want to be nonstop working, but you also don't want to be doing the bare minimum because at the end of the day, that might sound like, oh, that, that must be nice, but also that's, and it doesn't right. make you feel good about yourself at the end of the day. So right? thinking about that intellectual wellness, right? That creativity, mm-hmm. like how can you mix it up and not just do the bare minimum? Right. And, you know, speaking of mixing it up, finding a passion project is a really good way to do that. Maybe finding a new hobby or kind of finding the joy in an old hobby that you used to enjoy, but haven't done for a while. Yeah. Speaking of knitting, I haven't knit something in quite some time. Yeah. And I just picked up a new pattern and getting my dusting off my knitting needles. Ooh, yeah. That'll be your winter break. Actually. It will be. I'm really excited about that. Love um, that. I also think it's really important to, you know, find ways to express yourself. Mm. You know, don't be afraid to speak your mind, whether it's at work, you know, but, you know, maybe try to do it in a respectful way if, if it's something that is you know, a little like dicey of a subject, but even more on top of that, like keeping a journal, writing down your thoughts. Those Mm -hmm. are ways that you can express yourself as well. Yeah. I love that. Or just even again, with kind of the hobbies, there's a lot of hobbies that allow you to express yourself. Maybe it's through art. Maybe it's through cooking. Or dance. Ooh, dance. Yes. Or singing. Any of those things. Yeah. What happened to your salsa lessons? Are they done? Um, yeah, we ended, um, I mean, about this time last year, just because then we had a bunch of travel, but we still will practice salsa every once in a while. I should definitely practice more. Um, but no, I saw your moves. They're great. <laughs> 
Um, what else can we do to be well? Ooh, okay. One for me as I can create a budget for the new year. Mm. And that includes looking where you could cut costs. And um, actually, I did this with you uh, maybe a month or two ago. I sat down and I added up how much I'm spending on streaming services between Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu and mm-hmm. Apple. It and I was like, up. wait a second, I don't even watch anything on Paramount Plus. So why am I paying for it? And I think that I was able to reduce it by like, what, two, $300? Yeah. It was it, when I really sat down and added up the amount that I would be spending. Um, I was actually shocked. Right. Well, because when you're signing up for these things, you think like, oh, five bucks a month. I can do that. But then when you have five bucks a month with multiple services, then yeah, you're looking at way more than that. And the other thing too is, um, you know, shout out to Jose. Uh, He is really into like finding these deals on apps. Oh, I heard all about this. Oh my gosh. And he's very excited. Trying to to get anybody who will listen to join Upside app. And I was so hesitant. I was like, just to be stubborn, I wasn't signing up for it. But finally, he broke me and I signed up <laughs> for it. But I have to say, like, I got like 13 cents back per gallon of gas. And I went to Jimmy John's because it was near school on the way home. And I got like, what, 26% back. So I've had this app for maybe a week and a half. And I already have earned like $15, which nice. is crazy because... Yeah. It's places I would go anyway. Right. It was stuff that you would be spending your money so on. So it's, it's not like I'm spending any extra money, but I'm getting something back, which is actually kind of nice. So mm-hmm. there's always ways and deals and things to look at that can ha- kind of help your budget. Absolutely. And then when we think about physical wellness, I don't know about any of you or you, Scott, but I feel like this is the hardest time of year for me to kind of maintain my physical wellness. It's dark when I wake up. It's dark by the time I come home from work. And it's like, I am tired. I don't want to wake up at 6am to earlier to be realistic at 530 to try and work out. And then by the time I'm coming home, I'm like, you know what, just sitting down and having a nice dinner and reading my book sounds way better. So, you know, how can you kind of prioritize that physical wellness? And if you find that working out is just really tricky for you at this time of year? What are other ways? Could you maybe get some more steps in? Could you maybe um, be a little more cognizant of the things you eat and not in like a diet culture way? Absolutely not. But more just like I notice when I'm eating more greens and more fruit, I actually feel better, right? I have Mm -hmm. more energy. I have more focus. I'm not as tired. So those types of things. So, you know, I feel like I often will this time of year kind of jot down a food journal too, because sometimes you don't even realize, especially at like holiday parties or whatever, all of a sudden I'll have a horrible headache in the middle of the day. And then I stop and think about it and I'm like, Oh, well it's probably because all I've had to eat today is yeah, a cup of black coffee and then a piece of coffee cake and a donut and a Mm -hmm. cookie and a piece of fudge that a student gave me like, and then I'm like, Oh my gosh. So sometimes you don't even realize it, but it really does play into that kind of overall wellness. Yeah. Speaking of food journals, I actually uh, like to on Saturday or Sunday, make a menu for myself for the week. So I think like, okay, on Monday, I'm going to have the salad for lunch. Mm -hmm. And then Monday night, I'm going to make this and the leftover I can have for lunch on Wednesday and just kind of plot it out. So I have an idea because I think, you know, with 
you know, all my jobs and running around, I think sometimes it just seems so easy just to hit that drive through. But one, that's not financially well, that isn't uh, physically well, it's not mentally health well, like, you know, just just taking a little extra five minutes to plan that ahead really helps out. Yep, I agree. Uh, Increasing your sleep time again, maybe going for a walk, getting a little fresh air. I also think finding a good book to read. Um, Reading is so beneficial, not just for our students in school, but for us too as adults. And I think oftentimes we're so busy that we forget the joy of reading, but also the benefits of it, right? It can help our memory. It can open us up to new worlds, new ways of thinking. Plus, it really just increases our vocab Mm -hmm. and makes us more interesting people, I think. So find a good book. I like that idea. And also... I like the idea of just taking a random class too. Um, Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really have to cost anything because you can find a ton of free resources online, um, including like a photography class. Like I was like, oh wait, I want to take this. And I have been watching a couple of segments on YouTube and like been practicing on my own camera. Um, But you know, there's other things like pottery, cooking, just anything that you find interesting. Yeah, why not? Calligraphy. Calligraphy, okay. I don't, Scott, uh, Scott laughed because I wanted to, for my birthday, do a calligraphy class, and he was like, $60 for that? No way. So I feel like, we still don't know how to do calligraphy. <laughs> we still don't know how to do calligraphy. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sure online you could find a free class and go, you know what? I'll buy you a calligraphy pen for Christmas <laughs> or the holidays. No, I can't. I'm trying not to buy gifts. Okay. Oh um, let's Something see what else. else that I love that Javi and I do every night are uh, word games. So before we do anything else, like watch TV or read or go out or anything like that, we do... Um, on the New York Times puzzle app, we do a new game called Connect. Wait, I am so good at it. No, we're so no, good. No, I am so. Well, it's not a competition. It's not a competition, but, but I usually get them. Is a competition. I usually get them like four without any mistakes. Yeah, I love connections. We also do the spelling bee. I think that one's really fun. We do the regular crossword, the crossword mini, and speaking of competitions, we race to see who gets a better time. It's mm-hmm. usually Javi, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I can imagine. He's <laughs> hey. pretty. He's good. He's good at trivia. I like it. But I also think those brain games on your phone, it's also a great way to connect with others. Do you know how many people I send like my Wordle score to yeah. be like, look, I got it on third try today, you know? Yeah, yeah it's really fun. Um, I think in the, I, I think we'll end with this one because I think this is something that I struggle with the most is like no, declutter boy. my surroundings. Wait, oh my gosh. <laughs> to declutter my surroundings, maybe organize my drawers. You know, this is an activity that one can save you money because you don't know how many times I found like an old shirt. I'm like, wow, I haven't, I forgot I had this shirt. It still fits. Like I'm going to put it in my rotation. Or sometimes you find a item of clothing that doesn't fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And then it's, that's a great way to sort of give back and you can sort of either recycle it or donate it. So it kind of like is a win-win in every situation. And you feel better about your environment because there's less clutter. I was going to say, I think for me, the clutter definitely, um, leads to an imbalance of my environmental wellness. I notice when things are mm-hmm. unorganized or out of place, and you know me from working with yes. me for as long as I have, uh, <laughs> I will reach a breaking point where then all of a sudden I go on a kick and I'm like, and when, <laughs> when she reaches that breaking point, get out of the way, get out of the way. Yeah. I feel for Javi. 
<laughs> you don't want to be around me. I mean, typically it's self-made. Javi's very clean. Um, but, you know, sometimes if I just like haven't put things away or I haven't gone through my emails even or things like that, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I literally cannot function until I do those things. Mm-hmm. So that decluttering is great. I would highly recommend it. For you feel so good afterwards. Totally. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode by saying we are not experts in wellness. We are no. far from it. <laughs> but in doing the research, we both have a better understanding of what true wellness means. And it is an it's all-encompassing and a lifestyle. It's more than just calling into work and taking a mental health day or getting a massage. Right. And we really hope this episode has inspired you to think about your own life and just those little steps, those actionable things that you can do to improve your overall wellness during this winter season to hopefully keep the magic in it and continue all of that great wellness into the new year.